0: Welcome to the Superhero Hour Hour. This is the only show on the internet where we talk about every live-action television show that's based on a comic book or a comic book-adjacent property. I am the man walking you down that road less traveled with a big old machete chopping away the limbs and branches and brambles of (laughs) false knowledge about comic
1: book television shows. My name's Taylor. With me also on this journey is Ryan. Taylor, if you did the machete through the vines thing... yeah. How long until something of yours is cut off?
0: I Listen, I actually am very talented with a machete. Really? I, You're I, one-upping
1: my machete question.
0: I, I truly I truly have experience with machetes. We used to use them all the time as a kid. Uh, I've chopped off the head of a snake with a machete. Damn wow. it, your
2: childhood is horrifying. There were just snakes around, and we had a machete. Also with me is Greg. Hey, it's Greg. Uh, are you so good with it that you can refer to it as a machete? No,
0: I am not that good, and I never will be in my entire life. Yeah, also, with me, is Mike. Uh,
2: after you chopped
3: your first snake head off, would you then try to do it like as slowly as possible, or down the middle and like pin them up? Like, how into killing snakes did you get?
0: I it was just the one for me, if I remember correctly. Was it attempting to strike you? Uh, no, like, did you cut off its head mid-strike? Was it no, already dead? No, it, no, it wasn't already dead, but sure. it was like hanging out. I think we had shot it with a shotgun first, um. and then I and then I chopped its head off. I had a friend who would reg- he, on more than one occasion beat a snake to death with a shoe. Wow. There we go.
3: So I was trying to figure out if you were a serial killer, but no, you're you telling the origin them. story of a different serial killer.
0: Yeah. Well no, because like snakes were everywhere. I lived kind of in the boonies. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes like like a relative of mine was just raking and they uh-huh. accidentally like raked a they r- did a snake rake? You don't, rake don't want to rake a snake. A snake. <laughs> yeah. They they raked a copperhead to death. They were like, oh wow. man, there was a poisonous snake in there. Oh well
1: now we got leaves and snakes. So, so you don't want to say rake a snake. So you say rake a copperhead. Uh-huh. But what if you don't know, how do you change rake? What's the other word for rake so you can say blank a snake? Outside comb? Outside comb to snake? The yeah, comb. Topperhead? You topperhead a to copperhead? I don't yeah, know if I you're t- solving the problem here.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Aren't I? Yeah, I, I, I raked Jake the Snake. You guys all remember Jake the Snake, uh, the I, wrestler from the Asia. That's what I've been thinking of this entire time. I think we all
1: were thinking of rake the snake. Yeah. And he was not an actual snake.
0: No, he just dressed up like a snake and put on like a like skinny things. He
2: had like a bag that had a big snake in it. And after you lost, he would sort of like put the snake on you. That's the only
0: <laughs> thing I know about wrestling. Because
1: WWE, or back then the WWF. Thank you. World Before the Panda Wild people took over. The Panda Federation? people. Uh, it was the tagline was "There are no rules except for one rule: snakes can't wrestle." Come on, guys, what are we talking
2: about? Yeah, there is that one rule, and
3: the snake sadly slithered away. That's
2: when their slogan was "No rules, just right." Uh huh. Yeah, I
0: did one time. Uh, I I very rarely interact with brands on Twitter. Uh-huh. But, uh huh. But one time I went to a Outback Steakhouse, I believe. Sure. And they had a uh, no rules pasta. And I tweeted. It. I was like, it, "There's no explanation. Like the explanation, like the description of this food is just regular pasta." So I tweeted, it, "Like guys, what rules doesn't this pasta follow? You want to kill your mom while eating pasta? Get no rules pasta. Yeah, like what? Like what is it? What is it?" And they're like, "It's no rules of f- flavor-liciousness. So and I was like, "Fuck you guys!" It's
2: like
1: pasta with the hazard lights on. You yeah. just do whatever. Is
2: that the pasta with a blooming onion on it? <laughs> I wish. Listen. That would rule. I, I don't want. I'm so tired of rules <laughs> restricting my pasta eating. Just put a Bloomin' onion on it.
0: I want a Bloomin' onion on every meal that I eat because Bloomin' onions are fucking delicious. It's yeah. the best thing that I'm an steakhouse. extra five
2: thousand
3: calories with whatever else I'm eating for sure. And I that's light headed. I got yeah. so
0: excited about Bloomin' onions. Uh, like I'm seeing spots right now. Someone
2: else take over. <laughs> Who gets pasta at Outback? Like at yeah. a steakhouse. Well, if
1: the description is regular pasta, oh, <laughs> I'm yeah. probably going to hit I that. I think
2: it's Ben Affleck's character from Gone
1: Girl <laughs>
2: who was so enthusiastic about going to Outback. Date night. I, I love guess, Outback. I get it. Yeah, and I'm guessing he just wanted to enjoy pasta without rules. Pasta. He no was rules. kind
0: of a no rules Mike, You and I have talked remember. about Outback Steakhouse before. I've I haven't been to an Outback Steakhouse since I went and saw that No Rules Pasta thing because you were so <laughs> let down. I, I was like I don't I can't go back. I haven't been in probably oh. six or seven years. Taylor, my love, you and I, we're gonna
3: go. We're gonna eat that brown Australian bread. Yeah, I got a little
1: steak. I got a little story for you guys. Uh, I did a favor too. for Mike, and he said, "Oh, well, let me take you out to dinner." Where do you think we went? Where do you think we drove directly the fuck to? Out back steakhouse. And yeah, we split a bloomin' onion.
0: Of course you did, because it's delicious. Very romantic. Well, splitting a bloomin' onion with you is us. And that bloomin' <laughs> onion is this week's episode of Why Wynonna Earth. But before we get to that, we're going to go to the super serious shishy bullpen. Now we're here in the super serious shishy bullpen. This is a area of safety for us. This is where we go. We warm up. We uh, do some We do some throw them arounds We do some catch ems. And then we, a lot uh, of stretching. Yeah, we just, we just talk about, we just wrap about the day, you know? Chew the fact. Yeah. And you know what? I, I have a fun topic that's just coming to me spontaneously. Sure. Speak you, on it. You know, in this show, we talk a lot about like comic book based television shows, or based
3: that,
1: on comic book properties,
3: or
0: based on comic book properties. Comic like book phrase. adjacent. Yeah. Everybody knows what means.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, that's why we never say what it is. <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. So I was thinking, like, what if we talked about like some other things that like aren't shows yet, but like, could be based on like other works of fiction, like not even just comic books, like you know, life philosophies. Yeah, I mean, like, listen, if you've got the entire works of Michel Foucault, and they're making a TV show about it soon, like, let's talk about oh, that. It does still have to be a TV show. It still has to Michelle be Foucault. Yeah, it's yeah, it's still a TV show. Like, let's not get too out of hand. Not right? the way I live my life. No, let's stay in pocket.
1: Okay, <laughs> uh, so I think just talking about things that are not based on comic books is so wildly out of our box that to do anything more than. It's a TV show. It seems mm. insane to me. Yeah. Yeah. So
0: I think to start off, I want to talk about uh, the Watchmen show that's happening. That is a comic book, you lying sack of dog. I didn't say it <laughs>
2: wasn't
3: <laughs> going to be a comic book. I said okay. it could not be. I've
2: read the comic book, so I know that it's a comic book. I thought it was it could
3: not be. Like It could I re- not
1: be no. a comic book. I read the novelization of the movie. Yeah, It's not bad. Okay,
2: here is something that I found out just today and made me a little hesitant about this show. It's not retelling the plot of Watchmen. It's like an adjacent story at the same time. Yeah. Uh, comic book adjacent. It's comic book adjacent in its own world. So I guess I'm a little skeptical of that. Like I was kind of looking forward to
1: a retelling?
2: Yeah, I guess. And like with enough time to make all the the, yeah. the moves really hit rather than the Zack Snyder like fast forward version of it. Because
0: the Zack Snyder movie was still like three hours and oh, yeah. still felt like it was super fast.
3: But I don't know. At this point I'm excited one that we know it years before it's out so people are going to be mad but like i like not knowing what's going to
1: happen in the show that's true is this all the yeah. cool none the baggage
3: yeah so you could you could play with the themes awesome and some of the characters know but you can also do whatever you want that sounds like a lot of fun and like
2: what if for instance i guess it could explore uh what Mandis was like doing uh-huh. to be, yeah. like really like show that happened in real time or something also
1: i think the more that comes out about the show is that it takes place after the book like it's just it's almost like a sequel.
2: Mm. Oh, so it's not just at the same time. It's after. Right. Oh, yeah, okay. And
0: I think it's like a slightly concurrent and then the aftermath as well.
2: That would be pretty
0: cool.
3: Have they talked about any connection to Doomsday Clock, like
0: pulling stuff from that? Or is that crazy because Superman and Batman
1: are... Yeah, like, I think there's yeah, no relation. I, I
0: think they've offici- semi-officially said that they're not going to pull stuff from that.
1: And so Superman like, and Batman, no relation, despite having the same last name. Whoa. <laughs>
0: yeah, I am very excited for this Watchmen just because I like when tv creators can go outside of source material because mm. i think that's a big thing that started to drag like say game of thrones down is they hit a point where they're like we're like keeping faithful to the books is not going to be good television we mm. need to just change shit up but like we need to make our own
3: not
2: good television right
0: <laughs> but but then people got pissed off because like well it's not exactly like the books so they can't they couldn't do anything creatively interesting with it but if you but that's read,
2: what people want People act like they don't want that, but they mm-hmm. want to do that because it's a great opportunity to say you've read the books. Exactly. <laughs> so That's what... like, you have to do something different. That way people could be like, uh, I, I've read the books several times, and let me tell you, it's quite different.
1: I, I know it's he's changed. easy to shit on, and a lot of people do, and I don't necessarily always so see big. why, but Lindelof, in Lindelof I Trust, mm. and what he was able to do with Leftovers makes me very excited about this show. Okay,
3: okay vastly different from the win. book?
2: Uh,
1: I don't know. I'm assuming, probably. I've no one. I'm not knows. gonna read a fucking book.
3: Ew,
0: books. Ugh. So the next show to talk about that is in development, and I actually mentioned on the first. This should be a show that I ever did for this podcast. I think it was like episode three that I was on.
1: Moon Knight's becoming a show.
0: <laughs> no, I <laughs> listen. Don't fucking rub salt in that wound. East of West. Oh yeah. Oh, it's yeah. being developed. Which uh, for those who don't know, East of West. I, I assumed everyone knew what Watchmen was. There's already a movie, so fuck off. Uh, East of West is a Jonathan Hickman book, uh, comic, comic book, comic book. Comic it's a comic. It's book. A it's comic a comic property. Yeah. Um, and it's you know, if you you know that Confederate show that everyone's pissed off about, uh-huh. where they're like the Confederacy w- was still around uh it's like if you sort of took that but like they split off and then also like china rules the west coast and like the native american tribes are super techno and they're like way more advanced and have their own nation up at top and like louisiana is its own place and it's like it's basically a future sci-fi western and Ooh, death cool. is one of the characters and he rides a white horse and the four horsemen and the apocalypse are fucking around and it's dope as shit
1: i think that's the like the secret between this and confederate confederacy yeah uh, is that there's just enough of like uh, mythology mm. and mysticism sprinkled in where it doesn't seem like wouldn't it have been great if black people right. were still slaves?
0: Right. It's like that is, hey, what if slavery was still a thing? This is like, hey, slavery is not a thing anymore. The Confederacy just like didn't die, but also they are all still like huge pieces of shit.
1: Now I bounce from this comic book, but I want to explain why and I don't understand why you're not giving me the opportunity.
0: Yeah, just let him talk, Taylor. If Taylor, what the fuck is your
3: problem?
1: It's It, it was one of those situations. Well, go ahead. Thank you. <laughs> and this is definitely a Hickman situation where if you read it month to month, I have no fucking idea what's yeah, going on. Yeah, because you just totally forget yeah. all the nuance. There's yeah. so much going on. If you're a trade reader of East of West, I bet it's dope as shit. Oh, I'm and I'm
2: a trader. I'm a future trade reader just based on this conversation. Yeah. Like That's, I'm like I'm I, more hyped about the comic than I am about the show. Now. I
0: started out like issue by issue. I have now jumped to trades because you're right. It is so like intricate and like weaved in and like characters that get Introduced like, like, way, like, far in end up being like, oh, they were actually involved with like all of this other stuff, yeah. and there's like a whole conspiracy, and like, this guy's getting eaten by a monster, but now he's like the Jesus of this world. It's
1: super planned out.
2: Yeah. You know what my favorite part of, of reading comics like that, though, is the reread that you do before you get into the trades. Yeah. That's what I did with saga recently. I did it with the walking dead recently where you're like, okay, I'm lost in the story right now. I'm just going to start over again and yeah. then like power through to the end. And that's always the most pleasurable. Yeah. The comic coolest weekend. <laughs> yeah. But Cause that- you, you read like, you know, 70, a hundred issues, but you're there the entire time. And you already have sort of a schema from reading it once before.
1: It's just, that's just not how we do anymore. Like we yeah. as a nation, like now it's read an issue throw it in like an incinerator as fast window, as possible yeah. uh yeah. but yeah i think that would be an awesome weekend and but, Greg, you got to do it now because the show's coming out and if the show comes out you won't be able to say oh i read the oh, books dude i have
2: i have a trial subscription to the comiXology unlimited thing oh, and go, like buddy. the first four trades or the first couple trades are free so i can i'm gonna go do that tonight ryan it's i highly
0: recommend reading it i am very excited for the tv adaptation because if anything westworld has shown that like this at least aesthetic you can do extremely it, well. It
3: feels like Techno West is about to hit big. Like, oh yeah, we're done with swords and Which sandals. I'm That's all gonna be about. the next thing swords we have to deal and with. Sandals. Swords yeah. and sandals. I like that.
0: just rainbows and scimitars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> like this is if you took like the technology of Westworld and turned it up to like eleven. Like death rides around on like a robot horse, and, like, there's a guy with just, like, cyber
1: goggles. It reminds
2: me a little bit of Brave New World with, like, the techno... A little bit, yeah. Americans. But a
1: very specific kind of techno, like, not stolen from all future movies. Yeah. Sort of like, it's not steampunk, but it's its own thing. Like, steampunk (laughs) is its own thing. Yeah. It's not Uh, fucking steampunk. Do you know what channel... Was trying to do the shit.
0: Uh, I if last I checked, it was being bounced around a few different places. Like it wasn't settled on a home yet.
1: I'm just trying to like gleam a budget
0: because I I think the most yeah, it sounds spendy. I yeah. show sounds way I think the most recent I saw was like either Cinemax or Showtime or like shit. one of those. So it's it, I think it's booked for a bigger budget place, which has me very excited because those places can throw it at the wall and it'll just look great. Like half the show is like. There's just big, giant, like science buildings,
2: yeah. See, and if that, if that, if all that is really cheap, like CGI, mm-hmm. then that's going to be just making a cartoon but I think, at that point, yeah. Like.
1: But I do think that is, City.
0: that is an advantage of this property, is like if you don't have the budget for that, you can cut those bits and just have the bit where you're like. I'm a guy in a desert, and we're just shooting shit. Yeah. And, like, that stuff you can work with.
2: I'll show up for that. There's
1: always the wet-hot strategy of have Camerino go do all of this crazy stuff and then have Joe Latruglio just watching it, and we (laughs) watch him going, oh, great job, (laughs) bud. Doing it, death.
0: All right. uh, Your last thing that I want to bring up, and maybe we'll talk some more about some more of these later, but why
1: the last man? Why? I don't know. It seems really good.
0: Yeah, we're not doing a good job of moving away from comic books (laughs) in in this segment so far. Uh, but I, why the last man is a property that I actually have never read. Same. You should fuck with it.
3: You should both fuck with it as quick as possible.
1: It's cause music. I
0: love saga and this is, so, yeah, Brian K- Yeah. That's man. I've never read. It. Well, other than, uh, he did paper girls, right?
1: Yes. Yeah. And that I think is his worst thing by a million. I
0: love paper girls. So that has me very excited for all these other things. It's,
3: it's so good. It's complete, which is nice. So there's no catching up. They can just yeah. adapt. It's, you, the stuff in the comics, there's stuff you could cut. to, And they've been trying to adapt this. Shia LaBeouf at one point was going to be why the last man. So we're glad that it's the Could kid. you
2: imagine if that were true, that it, were, that if it was just Shia LaBeouf as, Shia as LaBeouf. the very last man?
1: <laughs> I think he thinks that. <laughs> yeah. He'd just be like, do it. Mike, you and I have said this on a million podcasts uh-huh. before, but I'm going to say it again to these two. Uh, Brian K. Vaughan is the master of the single issue. And if you you will not be able to read a couple, you will yeah. go all the way through it because it's impossible to put down.
2: I think I have const- I've started it a couple times, but in the midst of like having a bunch of comics to read at the same time, and something else just kind of got me first. But it's always felt like a huge like black hole in my comic dumb because everybody talks about how good it is. And again, Saga like mm. you should read Saga. You'll go Gaga for Saga. Oh, my review. I love going Gaga.
1: <laughs> the problem now is that back then there was like conflict, that there's only one last man. Now, I think it would just be paradise on earth. That like, yeah, right,
2: I'm a man, and even if I'm not the last man, I still kind of... That's a paradise. Yeah, yeah. It right. still yeah. sounds better. And
3: yeah, I do think it, it's, it can deal with all of those, because there's different sects of women he runs into. Sex. So there's the ones mm. who want to kill him, because they're like, no, every man should be gone. Yeah. And there's other ones, and then he's a pretty much a fuck-up, and so there's times where he's like, yeah, but I know how to do it, and the like, women around and we're like, no, you fucking can't. I think it's going to be good for
1: this day and age. And, Mike, one more word that I have to say to you before we move on is ampersand. Ampersand. You know what that means? I do know what that means. This show's going to have a fucking monkey, guys. Cute
2: little capooch. What?
1: I love a good monkey. That's I had
2: a- no idea what you guys were saying. Nope. <laughs> I thought, oh, is, this a new, is this a new bit?
1: There's two males on the planet. Okay. It's a dude and a monkey.
2: Oh, rad. Yes. Yeah. That's, kick
0: ass. That's the buddy ampersand. comedy that I want.
2: I am there.
0: All right. Well, <laughs> <laughs> speaking of another buddy comedy... We've got to move on from this bullpen. We might revisit this topic Can I complain
2: about one that we didn't get to do? Not yet. Not yet? Okay. I won't complain then.
3: Can I talk about a buddy comedy?
2: Yes. Some new buddies we have? Yes, you
3: can. We have new buddies. I want to say shout out and thank you so much to Chris Patterson, Phil Johnson, and Dave Talbot. You are all part of the Filterina army over at patreon.com slash yourpopfilter. Welcome. Uh, They are the newest... And because of
2: that, they get to hear
3: all the bonus shows, all the longer versions of Movie of the Year, little bonus content. They get to read new things. And we love them more getting, than we love you, who doesn't pay us.
2: They're getting all the exclusive dick pics, right? All the exclusive wow. dick pics. Wow. The whole calendar Not of dick pics. Not buzzed
3: out at all. <laughs> no <digitization. laughs> Except for the natural fuzzed. So thank you, guys. If you want to get all the cool shit those three are getting, you should go over to patreon.com slash filter. You
0: should absolutely do that. We'd love you for it. Now... Another buddy comedy. We're gonna be talking about this week's episode of Winona
2: Earp.
0: This week on Wynona Earp, Winona and Hot unleash an Wynonna evil Wynonna while cleaning out a creepy evidence locker, free some frat boys from lightweight demons, and learn how much they respect each other by talking to a gnome. Doc and Wynona's mom finally get to hang out just the two of them, and they really get into some real talk about his being a vampire and her freeing a man who tried to kill her daughters before Mama hits the road. This leads to Doc going to confront Winona, and they finally get to discuss their increasingly complicated relationship. Oh, and Bunny Loblaw says, nah, hot. So Jen, I ask you this. Did this feel like two completely different types of episodes crammed into one to anybody else?
1: No, and it was. it's especially because last week we talked about how this show is so great. I, I think it was for the Shushi, mm-hmm. where we gave, it was like number three best show of the year. And I said... I'll even I'll even do a one and done on the show. I don't even care anymore. Like that's how good it is. And then we got it right away it right and I thought it was there. totally enjoyable. But
2: to me, I see where Taylor's coming from with his very good question. <laughs> uh-huh. To me, it seemed like the first half of the episode was like a random team up. Mm-hmm. Of like the and shows like this have this episode every once in a while where they just throw two random people together and have them go on adventures.
1: Handcuffed nonetheless.
2: Yeah, and then uh for the second half of the episode, it was like, "Oh yeah, but there is overarching continuity. So now this second half is going to be characters that really do have to talk to each other. It just, I don't know, the whole tone felt weird. The the bad guy, the gnome. Uh-huh. Like. Loved it. There, but it just felt so weird. There's scenes of like try, trying to avoid him by like kind of Benny Hilling around a room and like pressing him with a broom.
1: So the way that you saw it, th- I would say that that's not the best way to go through things. You want to have the one and done and the continuity stuff spread out. Kind of like, yeah, an interwoven. Episode. But what you're saying is more, it was like, Two 20 minute episodes, like a half baked one and done, a half baked continuity episode jammed together. To me,
2: that's just that's kind of what it felt like. And it sounded like Taylor thought it it (laughs) might have been. (laughs) At least
3: what they were, because I agree with you there that that they shifted gears, but at least they did it with both the A and B plots. Yeah. They didn't switch characters. It was just Winona and Hot were running around town, whacking do, and then they started getting into stuff, and then. Holiday and Mama are, were running run around hating each other, and then they started getting to the big stuff. Yeah. So at least both plots were like, well, now we all have
0: to pivot together.
3: That is well,
2: true. That is true.
0: I, I think the thing that made it feel consistent, if I can disagree with my own question, yeah, uh, was the like Hot and Winona plot was there to give them a reason to sort of reconcile their differences mm-hmm. because they are the two characters who like each other the least yeah. out of our core group. And yet love each other the most. And it, <laughs> not the most. And this episode was fantastic. Their chemistry was great, and it made me, like, I was bummed that other parts of the show happened, but mm-hmm. only because they shined so bright together. That's,
1: that's a good point, is that Wynona and Hot have had this animosity for years at this point, and it has to go away at some point, because it only has that much steam.
2: And it has to do with Waverly, because it's the
1: girlfriend and then the sister. That and the, like, outlaw versus the law-law. Oh, of course. you, yeah, so you know? the world very differently. Yeah. Of course, yeah, okay. But- to not, ded- to not give that its own episode, maybe sort like they were hedged their bets in a way that they didn't have to because that relationship deserved its own episode. Well, not w- that I didn't love the gnome stuff. <laughs>
3: what I love, well, the gnome
1: is like why they had to be together. Right.
3: What I loved about the two of them is that they've had little versions of this of like fighting and be like, ah, you're right. But why Wanona Earp is one of our most realistic shows we cover, which is a weird thing to say, <laughs> is because one conversation with somebody you have diametrically opposed world philosophy with is not going to fix your shit forever. So every time they start fighting, like, didn't they fix this? And I go, no, wait, that's (laughs) super true to life. You're once again, fighting because you want to handle these things very different
0: ways. And I, that's why I appreciate the progression of their relationship. Mm -hmm. And it felt like this was the like real, we're going to be on good terms, even if we don't like each other episode. And I felt like that paralleled the end Of this episode, where we got into like overarching Mm -hmm. plot stuff, because those were also very heavily relationship based. So while Winona is growing closer to Hot, she then like pulled entirely away from Doc. Right. So I felt like that was a really good like juxtaposition, and Winona is just going through all of her relationships and how she's reacting to them. Because we start the episode with her with a guy that like we don't really know or care about. So it starts surface level and gets more intense Winona wise as the episode goes on, mm-hmm. and I like that.
1: And a great way to handle the firefighter because he has to be in this episode, otherwise we will forget about him. But let's just have him hook up, funny stuff get them gone like, she, that's it
0: and show off why known as like post baby belly uh-huh the, yeah that was obscene how yeah. is she
2: that thin after just having she was baby? like listen
0: i kept myself in really good shape let's show it off like episode what is this like six yeah
2: well there's
3: the training montage of her and doc drinking whiskey and fighting for four nights straight that that'll clear her out.
1: oh new moms always forget the whiskey part of training but, the okay yeah. yeah how do you you didn't drink for nine months Put that whiskey in the workout. Well, out. I'm sure you drank a little in the nine months. The just key is, if you're like my mom, a bottle of red
3: a night. And then she <laughs> says, that's it. You're fine. And you mean
1: Johnny Walker Red.
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, wine's disgusting. We we really haven't talked about the Doc and Winona conversation at the end that much. Okay, he, <gasps> He's just a legit... He's only a vampire, right? Because the thing that keeps throwing me off is he's got fire eyes.
1: Yeah, I think he's just a vampire. He's just, I think just
3: a vampire. fire eyes is how this show, like in Buffy, vampires suddenly had anus faces. That's that meant you're a vampire. Okay. I think Winona vampire means fire eyes. Okay.
2: But the whole like, like, but, that is a serious thing to do to yourself. And so if. You were ta- are talking to a loved one, and you've done that to yourself. They're probably going to be horrified that you did it, and she totally was.
3: But what's What's wild is like she loved a dragon man before, it's Doc. <laughs> yeah, he can go outside because I guess they're breaking that vampire rule as long as he has dope sunglasses
1: on. But he like, can't come in if he's not invited.
3: What
2: she purposely
1: she's
3: so him. angry, that which hurt hurt my heart, and I cried. But what. I don't know what's actually changed. I don't get why people are
2: so angry with him. He must feast on the blood of the living now. And plus,
1: vampires are gross. Like we're we're Uh post-racism, thanks Obama. But this whole monsterism is still, uh, you know, large. And this is Texas, definitely on this show. Uh, But the other thing too is that I think that Doc choosing mortality Mm -hmm. showed his strength and his love of these characters and he went right back to immortality as soon as possible (laughs) he was
3: scared of being mortal right Right.
0: and ran to that he didn't want to live the the life the rest of them are living
1: he had that like decision in his mind should i live forever should i not it was in his mind there was that mortal combat I
0: (laughs) i also think that the winona anger comes from the fact that like when he was mortal it's like you're here with me and then the instant, even a little bit, is wrong in their relationship. He went and was like, "Well, now I'm irreversibly immortal, and
1: a, I'm a and I'm a monster." There was a doc-sized hole in the wall, and he <laughs> ran right to that vampire. Yeah, it but was, that,
3: like, it also a week. feels like she's like she touched you, and I know that's intimate, but she was fucking Charlie the firefighter, right? Like, I guess it's easier to forget. Wanona's also sort of a piece of shit, so they're just because she's angry, they're also think... broken.
1: Bro- they're both broken, drunk idiots, right. You know, but she also is doing
0: that because she's angry that she found out Doc has a secret wife he never told her about. Can I ask a
3: dumb question that I'm hoping our audience also is asking right now? Because okay. I've watched all of this show and I forget why and when did Doc become mortal?
0: He so he had like the special ring, and then he the ring of our sure, y- y- well, which he can't wear
2: anymore. Now it burns him because he's a vampire. Yeah, like he had a different ring. I thought. Yeah, <laughs> like There's a lot previously. of rings. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's he's a sort of a lord of them, if you will. But I, I if I f- remember correctly, I think they had to use that to try to stop Bolshar last season. Gotcha. And then he became mortal, and he was freaking out about it for a long
1: time. But that was okay. his great, his great sacrifice, uh, becoming mortal. Also, like, was his sign of that he loves the crew now. Yeah. I'm gonna live and die with you guys. And then yeah, took the first opportunity to immortal town, got on a bus, and then just drove right there.
2: I know it's sad, but does anyone else think it's kind of hot that they're just taking like a month here where they're both railing other people and they're probably going to get back together and that's just going to always be something they did. They just took a break to fuck around. And probably every five years they'll do that. Is this the key to any
1: long-lasting relationship? <laughs> they're going to get back together, but this is not their last break. Yeah. Like yeah. There's yeah. going to a lot of fucking with these two. Um I don't want to say who wore it better because the Doc and Winona was Doc and Winona, but Nedley and Hot also had a oh, scene yeah. Yeah. at the end of this.
3: Nedley Nedley is like this weird little secret weapon because everybody else is quipping and running around doing things, and he'll just say either like funny old codger stuff
2: or really hard hitting
1: Pretty Little Liar pretty stuff. Pretty little
2: liar stuff. But are, are they it sounds like he's kinda or it just seems like based on these scenes that he's being shown the door. Like is he leaving the show or is it just he's not gonna be sheriff of
1: <laughs> that I don't know. I yeah. imagine that once you boost into stardom, like the actor who plays Nedley, you yeah. <laughs> have so many offers, you gotta go somewhere.
3: Him and Ryan Gosling, just the new buddy
1: cops. <laughs> or him and dolls. Him and dolls. A new, like, monster lethal weapon we could do. We
0: are running out of time, but I cannot... Glock excuse me? I, I know. I, we cannot <laughs> leave without addressing that line. And also the old lady who... Bunny? Uh, yes, La- Bunny. Bunny Lobla. Blah, blah, blah Who, when... Shared universe? When, when the gnome comes to the window, just
2: turns and screams, ISIS! And then fades. Yeah. <laughs> or when... <laughs> what does she say? When she, like, is totally passed out, she calls it later a fancy faint. Uh-huh. Yes, it's a fancy she, faint. Like She's like, you were passed down. She's like, no, it was just a fancy faint. And Which people all, in the
1: South have couches for. Mm-hmm. Specific couches for fancy faints.
0: And I also want to just briefly point out when uh, Waverly tries to stop the gnome and says, not so fast, Gandalf, and he just swats her entirely across the room. That was great. Yeah. <laughs> that, was a, that was a good piece of physical comedy
2: that I really that enjoyed. That scene was blocked so weird. Yeah. I mean, they're just like, okay, you're being chased by a monster, and also you can't leave this room. So just... You have to do that. And it just looked so awkward. I loved it. Winona <laughs> Earp is on sci-fi
0: on Friday nights. That is it for the main event. Now we're gonna move on to another little pen of bulls. Now we're here in yet another bullpen, and guys, I enjoyed that
1: previous bullpen we did so much where we talked about other things. I just want to do it again. Well, dude, you said it's time to move away from comic book shows, and then we just talked about yeah. comic book shows.
0: And you know what? I felt like that was a big oversight. For so from here on out, no more comic book Are shows. Are you lying? Is this Here's a lie? what I think about Watchmen the show. Okay. No, that's not gonna happen. So instead, let us talk about Jesus Christ. Good omens. So sort of Jesus Christ. Sort of Jesus Christ. Uh,
3: this book is dope as shit. It's Terry Pratchett. And uh, I'm like, and Neil Gaiman. Y- yeah. Yes. Uh, so Terry Pratchett is Discworld yeah. guy. And Neil yes. Gaiman is weird y- hair. Y- yeah. <laughs> oh, he wrote weird hair. But he wrote weird hair. <laughs> uh, a lot of books, a lot of comics, a lot of TV. He's great. So they, they joined forces and didn't suck. In fact, made a fucking excellent end of
0: the world comedy. Can you give us a brief rundown of what Good Omens is as a story? And how important is that C word?
3: comedy yeah i think very that is the tone of
1: do you think they'll lose it when they produce this show i hope
3: not because the the cast the the big two the angel and the demon who so heaven and hell are trying to both control earth as they do and there's an antichrist and somebody swaps the antichrist with a normal kid so neither kid knows why their life is the way it is and so we go 13 years later and the the two the angel and the devil who are supposed to kind of watch this are kind of sad sack middle management guys who are now have their jobs and one's holy and one's not, but mostly are like, fuck. The big guys, though, right? And are kind of palling around over hundreds of years. Uh-huh. And so they decide, wait, fuck this end of the world stuff. Don't we like life? And they start messing with God and the devil's big plans.
1: Now, Mike, are these two cast? Because I'm thinking of my perfect cast right now. Uh-huh. How disappointed am I going to be?
3: I They are cast. You're going to be disappointed. No, the those devil, are great no, actors. These They're, are devilish Tom Ellis, I'm assuming. <laughs> Detective. So the, the it's the demon uh, Nick actually, Miller and Schmidt That's what I want Nick Miller and Schmidt It is
0: the British <laughs> version Of Nick Miller and Schmidt
3: Okay It is Michael Sheen Okay
0: And yes. David Tennant Yeah Michael Sheen plays the angel And David Tennant is the demon
1: Alright uh, So David Tennant I know from Jessica Jones Uh huh I feel like we could have done A Michael Sheen Steve Coogan thing here And Ooh. that would have Really elevated it Well maybe For Steve Coogan. Coogan
0: Will play God uh, no, that's not going to happen because you know who's cast as God? Who? Or at least rumored. I don't know if it's official yet. Alanis Morissette. Rumor was. No. Francis, Francis McDormand. Okay, that's pretty dope. Francis McDormand yeah, is God. Yeah. That is the thing that I had to read about this show that I was like, I'm in. Francis McDormand is God? Do you know why I'm in? mini series.
3: That's what's tagged mm-hmm. it. Yes. It's a one season show, oh, so you nice. just tell your fucking oh. story, and let's move on.
1: I I I always we want to know the showrunner and then we hear a name that we've never heard before and yeah. you're like, "Oh, very nice. Mm, I'm interested." Mm, yeah. But if those three sign on to a TV show, right? Like yeah. that's oh, yeah, for That's sure. promising. And yeah.
3: Guyman is heavily involved in the producing and writing like so one of the cuz he's the not dead one is like helping it happen and he has he wrote a bunch of Doctor Who's, like he has TV experience now, so he's not just like an author being like, I want
1: to do it too. It's going to be awesome. Now, when you, that comedy word, you it's important to the tone of the story. Yeah. Do you think we're going 30 minutes?
3: No, I think it'll probably be an
1: hour. So Orange is the New Black comedy.
2: Orange is the New Black Crazy yeah. Ex-Girlfriend comedy yeah which i'm totally okay with an English hour of comedy you can you have the stamina to get all the way through it oh 100% cuz that's the thing i just I, from the laughing i just get so tired halfway through i'm like just i have to get, lie just, down just tuckered
0: out got to take a little <laughs> laugh nap i watched american pie in 22 minute bursts cuz i couldn't <laughs> handle it Wait, too much i actually did i talked to someone the other day who they they told me that they started watching riverdale because i won't shut up about it and they're like I'm gonna be honest. I can't make it through. It's it's so long. <laughs> I was like, "What do you mean the episodes are long? They're 44 minutes." And you're like, "Yeah, I like 22 minutes. I
2: can't I can't get past 22 minutes of anything." I was like, "That's crazy." I watched an episode of Luke Cage last week that was 60 minutes long. <laughs> Jesus Christ!
1: How far away are we from? Here's the show. You can binge it, and also you can pick your length of episode. Like, oh <laughs> like, man! Give me like choose your
3: own ending. Like, give me 84
1: seven minute Luke Cage episodes, please. So
3: For do you sure. get a different? show or do you still see eventually everything everybody else sees
1: if you pick six minutes per episode it's still two minute opening credits two minutes <laughs> and then four minutes but of just action. The,
3: they, the four minutes you need to know from that show and there's an
1: arc there's themes
3: oh for sure it's do you like guys... the spider man
2: comic that used to appear in the newspaper <laughs> yeah. how could you read that <laughs> three, three panels
3: yeah. we were talking about east to west you don't remember what's going on i don't every sunday i'm supposed to remember the next three panels i'm gonna panel walk one. over
1: there now panel one where's mary jane Panel two, she's over there. Panel three, I thought she was over there. <laughs> Next Sunday, yeah. rest of the story.
0: Uh, do you guys want to know some other names attached to the show? Sure. Yeah, uh, John Hamm is playing the Archangel Gabriel. Oh, yes. yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's very exciting. Jack Whitehall, I don't know if you guys are like British comedy fans, he's in this show.
1: Nick. Explain who that is. He's he's sort he of founded a the band The White Stripes Hall. Oh. Yeah.
0: He, he's a younger British comedian. Uh, he's you would know him to look at him. Yeah. yeah. Like, if you britch. look at him, you're like, all right, that guy. Yeah. I love, um, him. love him. Also, uh, Nick Offerman <laughs> is going to be
2: in the show. Hell yeah. You oh. mean from making it? Yeah. Nick oh Offerman from God. making it. And
1: Offerman. The George Lopez Show. I am he did sure. seven episodes of that. And yeah. Fargo? And Fargo.
2: And a whole bunch of other people. That's but how about some exciting. other shows that are coming up in the future? Uh, you know, speaking of other shows,
0: uh, let's talk about
2: King Killer Chronicles.
0: Yeah, boy! Which I, I do remember is the very first episode I ever did of this podcast. Mike delivered news that it was being produced. Yeah. And I Off creamed air. my
1: shorts. So there's two days that I remember in my life. One, yeah. I was like 18 years old and somebody had this kid's book with a wizard on it. And they like had it in a group and everybody was like, oh... We all love that and have Uh read all of them. I had no idea what (laughs) Harry Potter was. I love wizard book. And then like three months ago where somebody, one of you three brought up King Killer Chronicles uh-huh. and the other two were like, of course it's our favorite thing and I had no idea what yeah. you were talking about. So I'm glad I took this much time of the segment to <laughs> a,
3: let you guys not re- talk about Kingkiller. To reiterate that you have done no reading <laughs> or research. I don't know what this is,
2: everybody.
3: I'm, I'm excited because I think the books are awesome. Patrick and Rothfuss. It, I can't be wait to let down because they're oh, the yeah. kind of books that should not be a TV show. No, absolutely not. But it's I'm excited. I'm interested in that it's going to be a multimedia: there are movies and books and video yeah. games. Right, it, to get the whole story, you have to consume all of it. That I think always that's, works. That we're has not
2: worked. ready for it's that. That has a, worked no. every single time it's been attached.
3: shit idea, but mostly it's because Lin Manuel Miranda is attached.
2: Yes. Top uh, filter so, Hall of Fame inductee, Lin Manuel Miranda is going to be a musical. <laughs> I <laughs> uh, hope so. Partially. So to oh, give yeah, some back,
0: big, yeah. th- th- some background about this, this series is it follows. Have you ever been reading <laughs> Harry Potter and you thought this is good? But what if, like, he was way more poor, uh-huh. and like a lot of it revolved around student loans? Uh-huh. <laughs> and <laughs> I want to relate to the wizards. Yeah, and also he was like really good at music, but like people kept like shitting on his music and throwing his musical instruments uh-huh. away. And then also, like, what if, like, all of the magic had real defined rules and it was sort of like science? It's like that, but like very in depth. And like, Patrick Rothfuss is a very, he's another one of those writers where more than anything else, like, he will, like, make he will make references within like the syllables of a rhyme Uh that are like important to stuff later down the road. Like it's like incredibly intricate. And the entire thing is like this old, like older guy is like telling his life story to someone. And like you hear the beginning the legends about this guy, yeah. and you're like, well, this guy who's running a fucking tavern is not that guy. And then you start from his story from a little kid and see how he got those legends, mm. but not yet how he loses it all, and yeah. it's super interesting. Okay,
1: that sounds way better to me. All of that sounds way more interesting than, say, like, this future Lord of the Rings show for right. sure. Yeah. 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 So let me ask you, you guys have all read the books? Yes. Yeah. yes. Let me ask you guys this. When you talk about the series, are you like, great series. You know, there were parts. Or... What Taylor you just described? You're like, no, it's all baller all it's the time. All, it's, it's all, it's all really
3: the, good. The only thing I didn't love was the companion novella about a side character. Yeah, but that at that you point, wrote. I was so high on his book, I was like, yeah. I'll, I got to read it. And I was like,
2: I don't like this at all. And that's its own thing, right. it's, it's true to itself. It's just not what you want. The out thing of the that series.
0: I love about this series, but also hate about it, is that he is such a diligent editor. That like the the third book in the series hasn't come out yet, and it he, never. Will. He has he has said like the manuscript is finished like three or four years ago, but he edits so long that like he's still editing the book.
3: Well, he saw how well that worked for George
2: R R. Yeah. And went, oh, I'll just never publish. Show us the pages. There's not pages. This is another George R, R. Martin situation. And this is gonna hopefully light a fire under his ass. But I don't. His think younger, that... thinner ass.
1: <laughs> also, based on what you guys have said. This author seems cuckoo pants crazy.
2: No, he's rad. I've watched, I've seen him play Dungeons & Dragons a lot. <laughs> I have <and> too. <laughs> he's very funny and very he's cool. Like,
0: he's interesting, and I've watched an entire video of just him pronouncing the names from the book, and uh-huh. I was like, this is interesting. Like He's just a fun guy to listen to. He, when There's, it comes to fantasy books, are you always bummed
3: how wrong you were when you read it in your head?
2: I, like, I'm some, never right. <laughs> as the main character of this book, the, his name is spelled K-V-O-T-H-E, and at some point they say that it said like quote. Yeah. But it looks so much like it's obviously Quoth or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I, I call him it's Kevin
1: because I <laughs> can say that name. Yeah. The problem with you, Mike, is that when you read these sci-fi books, you cast it as me in a one-man show. Yeah. And I, they can't afford my quote or no. my Kvothe. <laughs> yeah, so I'm very excited for this show with, with
0: a budget. I know it's going to let me down because nothing can live up to the books, but I mean, Lin-Manuel Miranda doing the music for it See, that's and the music I think is such an integral part. That's why I think it's yeah. cool because
2: in the book, every once in a while, it's just like, he goes into this bar to play music and it's like, trust me, he really played awesome. Like, he did a great job. It was a cool song. Everybody was like stunned. Now you can instead right. play the song for the audience and we can be like, oh wow, that is really and good. It yeah, sense, and it makes sense
3: because his be. roommate is like, you reminded me of Ja Rule and now we'll get to hear why. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> I guess the other thing I'd, I'd be nervous about too is that after he left Hamilton, he went on that success tour of everything I'm a stoked nerd about. I'm going to do it, yeah. and eventually you do burn out. Like, did he half-ass some of these projects?
0: I I, I hope not, because this is one of those things that he like uh, specifically addressed. He like posted a like passage from this book, and he was like, "This exact passage is the type of like emotion I was trying to capture in the stuff that I did." So it seems like this is one of those things that he is like full-on on on board for and i'm hoping that something good came out of it
2: yeah i think he sees something in it that he feels spiritually linked to and that's why he scooped it up so so i'm excited about it
0: i'm a big fan of this i cannot wait that's all the time that we have to talk about these other things maybe we'll revisit this later if there's more projects that people announce that uh we feel good about there's
3: already (laughs) projects taylor
0: Move on. Fine. (laughs) Let's not talk about Lovecraft Country.
3: Fucking move on.
0: Fine, we won't. Let's get out of here. That's it for the bullpen. Now we're going to go to the pull list, the part of the show where we talk about every other show that we watched. Now we're here in the pull list, the part of the show where we talk about every other show that we watched this week. Real slim pickings this week, starting it off, is Fear the Walking Dead. This week on Fear the Walking Dead... June and Althea hear a transmission and try to listen to it, but then the SWAT van drives off without them, which is weird, because they were the ones driving the SWAT van. <laughs> June gets the stolen truck back from a douchebag, but it's out of fuel. It's revealed Althea lied about the medicine in the van in order to get some videotapes, and then Morgan reunites with the crew, and the guy who stole the van gets bit by the mysterious woman's walker pet. June, i to ask you this. What, what's going on in this show? <laughs> what I love about this show is it's one
3: that forever I wa- had watched every episode, and I think it's really only five episodes or less that I haven't seen, and uh-huh. I don't know what any of the characters yeah, you're talking none of the about characters are on that, the show that that anymore. That is
2: gibberish.
1: Well, is on the show. Oh, Althea. So, yeah. I
2: do like that there was much ado about getting someone wanting to get videotapes. I don't understand why they wanted them. I just like to imagine this person's really into <laughs> VHS. Like, like, I, need, I
0: need my tapes.
3: Uh, yeah, I gotta get my there's, tapes. It's a
2: little warmer. Than the
1: DVDs uh-huh. that Crackle and Pop. Do you guys know the type, of, I know that we're not that type of people, but do you know the type of people who can start up the SWAT van, listen to the transmission, and know exactly what's wrong with the entire car?
3: Yes. Wait, yeah. just so mechanics? Yeah, like a mechanic.
1: Yeah, I pay them every three months. No, yeah, like do you what? hang out with anybody like that?
3: Not anymore. They're all
2: dickheads. <laughs> <No>. <laughs>
3: They're
1: just like dead. Do they <laughs> I killed them all. <laughs>
2: do the car guys from NPR count? You hang out with them. Yeah. That's yeah. what podcasters
3: every are. Every Saturday. Right? Right? your best yeah. Friends. Yeah. Yeah. They're your
2: Saturday morning friends. But they're they're one one or both of them is dead now. I I RIP. I,
3: I used to be that guy because cars? my car my first car was twenty. It was the same. It was born the same year I was born, and uh-huh. my neighbor was going to scrap it, so instead he just gave it to me. So it broke down every week at least. So I just had to. Well, I'm on the four or five. Let's figure out what's wrong with these spark plugs. But my brain sucks. That the minute I got a nicer car, it went, You don't need any of that information anymore. It's still handy information to yeah. have, Brain.
1: Was it born at the same minute as you? Yeah. Like, what if there was a hospital mix-up, and your parents were supposed to raise a car? And the mechanics and you're... were supposed to raise me? Yeah. It is this one of the lot. shows
2: that we're going to be able to yeah. watch soon? It's a docu-series. My friend Mike the
1: Well,
0: <laughs> uh, Hopefully it'll be better than Fear the Walking Dead, which is on Sunday nights on AMC. Your next and final show
1: this week is Luke Cage. On the 11th episode of Luke Cage, we travel back to Jamaica to see Mariah's very shitty family, Fuck over Bushmaster's very Jamaican family and watch a villain be born. Taste Buds, I ask you this. Do we feel better about the season and the character of Bushmaster now that we have more information?
3: No, I, I like this. I love this <laughs> you, season. You almost said. <laughs> <laughs> I love this season. For a Marvel Netflix show, this is up there. Uh-huh. I, I'm very much enjoying it. I love Bushmaster. I don't. The minute they flash back, I went,
2: do we need this? Yeah. It this gave us is, no new information. This episode dragged ass. This is the most boring episode of this show the show ever.
3: Six episodes, Bushmaster screamed. Here's exactly what happened to yeah. my family,
2: man. <laughs> and then we saw it. We
3: didn't need it. I guess the only thing is we saw that Mariah and him had met. She once asked him for a drink and sort of flirted with him.
1: That was the only new thing. Sort of flirted. I didn't see that. I just saw Mariah being exactly how Mariah, the be? jerk is, that she is in real life, and that Ma- <laughs> real life. Mabel.
3: Uh-huh. Uh the original crime boss uh, is a cartoon character. We okay. Yeah.
1: Now let's get to my favorite scene, not of this season, but in the history of filmed media. <laughs> wow. Okay, so Bushmaster's whole life is burning in front of him. The hotel his family, everything. And he's down on his knees crying. And that's when we get a villain origin. And then Mabel runs up and throws files into the fire. She's like, I ah, don't mess with Mabel, bitch. And then runs away. And it all looks green screen, but like seven different green uh-huh. screens. And it's the least necessary, yet greatest thing I have ever fucking seen.
3: The actors who played Mabel and the actor who played young Bushmaster have never been in a hundred
1: miles no. with each other.
3: That's what that looked like.
1: At one point, uh, like the person off stage like, raise the ropes or whatever, uh-huh. and then Mabel flew, like, four feet above the ground.
3: She's like, files, motherfucker, I'm a bad guy! The burning hut is just when you're on Disneyland on the train and see that burning hut from far away. It's just a zoomed-in phone version of it. It was, looked so garbagey.
2: It looked like uh, back on Nickelodeon when they had that video game game show. <laughs> 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 the last
1: part where you'd be standing in the
2: game. That's what it
1: looked like! And how many times did Mabel try to throw the files, yeah. but they just wouldn't go into the very burning, very real building... Uh, And then, of course, how long was she sitting there waiting for Bushmaster to cry so she could run over? Oh, shit, I dropped my files. Okay, (laughs) here they are. I'm throwing them. I'm Mabel. Oh Well, do you guys have moments of the week? Yeah, and more laughable. There were moments I did
3: like in this. More Uh, laughable. (laughs) More laughable. Not more laughable. Another laughable moment was uh, Shades, or as she screams, I think we finally learned his name is Armand. Uh Uh, One that Mabel, uh, not Mabel, uh, Mariah says, I don't need Armand right now. Be My Shades. Hernan, I think. Hernan? Yeah. Her quote is absurd. Never tell somebody Be
1: My Shades. Or be be my, my
3: Shades. Childhood nickname you have.
1: It's too <laughs> bad that they didn't get together like 40, 50 years ago in the doo-wop era. Because uh-huh. Be My Shades would have been be s- a hit song. <laughs> be
3: My Shades. But more than that, his response later is, there's a code to the streets. There's actual rules to this
2: shit. And I went, are, are there? This isn't Bloomin' Onion Pasta <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> They had no idea what to do with their time. Okay, then they get into a physical altercation where he choke slams her onto the desk and then for a second because I'm dumb I'm like, "Oh, did he kill her?" But of course he didn't. But for a second there it seemed like he was going to and the choke slam really brought choke it slam. home for me.
1: I did notice in that scene that the when you're acting being choked and doing the choking is the exact same <laughs> acting. It's like red yeah. face, eyes bulging. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much spittle. And I'm not picking a different moment of the week than the time that Mabel ran out <laughs> yeah. of course. threw files into the burning hut.
0: Of course, you can't. All right, uh, Luke Cage is on Netflix. We're just watching it week by week. You two probably, more, babies. Two more. You've probably watched it all, but continue to watch it with us. That's it for the shows we have this week. This entire show was brought to you by YourPopFilter.com. YourPopFilter.com, the place where you can find all of our podcasts and other media. Now, Mike, if you were going to tell people about other podcasts that you want to listen to that are you can also find it at yourpopfilter.com, what would those be? I'm glad you amended it at the end because I was about to go off on my
3: favorite murder. Oh, uh, man. <laughs> I think. Plus,
1: guys, Serial Season 3 is coming out. It
3: is legit hard for that. <laughs> if you like Three of Us and hate one, you should check out Movie of the Year, where Greg makes Ryan and I fight each other to the death every week about what's the best movie of any given year. Right now, it's 2004, and it is getting hot and heavy.
2: Very hot. No, it's a steamy show. It's a steamy, steamy show. It's getting hot in nedly.
3: Hot in Nedley because Nedley guest stars in one of her movies, and we're not going to tell you which one. <laughs> if you hate three of us but only like one of us, you will love the monthly series called Taylor Talking Taylor. Oh, boy. Where Taylor talks about every other given Taylor, and I do believe September's Taylor is a
0: town. It is a town. It's our first uh, place. It is the town of Taylor, Michigan. Which is kind of a character. It's it's the fifth character of this story that gets the fifth episode of this
1: season. And are you sort of breaking open a can of worms here? Like, does every state have a tailor? Are you doing this across the whole 50 states?
0: I don't want to say... Listen, I'm not going to put my foot in my mouth like some Sufyan fucking Stevens, but... I'm st- I still... I, <laughs> I know, you're the angriest him. person that I know You get about two that. and then you bail? Fuck you. Uh, but there's a couple, so tune in later down the road. I believe next month... I don't want to spoil it, but next month I will be doing a very popular 80s band.
1: So also the double episode, double length episode where you cover the city of Taylor, Massachusetts and the pop star Taylor, Massachusetts is going to be oh. a barn burner.
2: Season finale. That we might have to sure. put that behind the paywall. Sweeps. <laughs> you have to listen to both of those at the same time. Oh shit, yeah. yeah.
3: If you hate two of the people on this show, but love two of the people on this show, you should check out The OCD. We All we make is hate-driven content. Every week, <laughs> Ryan and I uh, dig into each and every episode of one of the best shows that has ever hit our television screens, The O.C. And if you ate three of these people, but you wish one of these people who was not talented would talk to more talented people, you should listen to Writer's Block every other Wednesday where
0: I trick writers with cotton candy and make them tell me all their secrets about how they write good. It is a very good podcast that I recommend. If you want to help us out and you for some reason don't want to subscribe to the Patreon, which I highly recommend you do that, but if you want to just in your day-to-day life help us out a little bit, you should go to yourpopfilter.com slash Amazon and make that your Amazon bookmark. Everything you buy there will not cost any more to you, but it will take money away from Amazon and give it to us. And that's a good thing. If you like to see our content, but like in a like you want to see it like with your eyes and not just like a waveform you should go to youtube.com and search for your pop filter our lovely panelist greg hard. works very hard and makes wonderful videos that make me laugh really hard and i pee myself sometimes that's
2: that was the intent that's if i could issue. make at least one person pee themselves so if a you want to be yeah, a day if
0: you want to be the person that pees yourself today you should go to youtube.com and search for your pop filter if you want to you know message us on social media or interact with us in that way you can follow us at at your pop filter on Twitter and Facebook.com dot slash your pop filter, we are all over those things. We are just slamming it down, just slinging tint everywhere, slamming that C. Yeah, slamming that C. You guys uh, hear yourselves, right? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> it's content. <laughs> yeah. If oh, it stands for content. If the C is for content. If you want to slam a different C, you can hit us up at contact at yourpopfilter.com. That's an email address where you can send your thoughts about the show. If you thought we should cover more shows that weren't comic book-based shows, I mean, we're not going to do it, but you can give us that option. Uh, or if you thought that Fear the Walking Dead is a better show than we think, I have keep asking every week for someone to have this opinion, and no one does, uh-huh. so I'm pretty confident in mine. <laughs> but if you think that,
1: that we should cover every... Comic book based show and one British cooking show a week. Let us know. Yeah.
0: Oh, oh, I suggest the show. Please do that. Please do that. Or if you want to do that in an audio format and give us like a very calming, like very delightful voice message. Oh, you better be British. Yeah, you can do that at 1562 DRDJPOP. He is our little British robot associate and he takes all of our messages for us. One of his hands is a lollipop, and one of his hands is a pie, and his foot is a
1: a dessert counter.
0: Oh, and his other foot is a Cornish pasty. Now, <laughs> we call one five six two D R D J P O P. That's one five six two Doctor D J Pop, and deliver your messages unto us. That is it. All we have for this week. Next week we're going to be talking about Iron Fist. You guys, wow! I am sorry to say how excited I am. I'm upset at how excited you are, but we'll see who will be chosen. C- proven correct <laughs> <laughs>
1: will be proven
0: wrong. I choose
1: proof correct. Non-stop ah. catchphrase machine over here.
0: Oh, for Greg, I'm Mike. For Mike, I'm Taylor. For Taylor, I'm Ryan. For Ryan, I am the world, and we love you, baby. In the heart of the jungle, we fly on the wings of an eagle to the place in the clouds that my grandfather made. <laughs> no, no, say your verse,
2: I'm sorry. <laughs>